0: podcast in this edition we'll sit down with rachel kite massage therapist at direct performance physical therapy in my own running journey i was looking for a way to strength train to complement my running i've never been in a weight room or in a gym in my life so i found this class uh, for strength and conditioning for runners at direct performance my first day i was nervous but my nerves were soon put to ease when i met rachel She's got an energy about her that is so positive. Even if she's had a bad day, that energy still comes out. She's the kind of person who supports everyone in this running community, not only through massage, but in her encouragements and kindness. We'll get to our conversation in just a second. I just wanna take a minute to thank all of our listeners. You've brought so much meaning to this project, not only through your listening, but through positive feedback and our interactions on social media. Keep it coming. I've had a few friends who've helped me make this dream a reality, and I'm going to take a minute in two or three of our remaining episodes in season one to give them a shout out. I recruited my brilliant friend, Shay Box, to help me with the logo and branding. So our sweet signage is thanks to her. You can find Shay at shaybox.com. That's S H A Y B O C K S.com. There you'll find that you can hire her to do branding work and web design. But what I think you guys would really be intrigued by is that she is also a Certified Enneagram Practitioner. The Enneagram is a personality typing system based on nine personality types. Shea can help you figure out what type or number you are. I found out I was a nine, which is a peacemaker. This helps me understand my interactions with people and the emotions that are connected to them, and my core motives every single day. If you are interested in finding out more about yourself and what number you are on the Enneagram, she's offering a special $40 off deal just for our listeners to have a one on one typing session with her. You can visit shayboxcom backslash Forerunners. That's S-H-A-Y-B-O-C-K-S dot com backslash Forerunners. Let's get into this interview. we've been looking forward to this so it's exciting to sit down um we're just gonna jump right into it you went on a crazy vacation recently up to snow
1: was that crazy i think that's amazing N- i love nobody snow. goes
0: to vacation in snow because you didn't go to ski no you want to have just fun in snow be
1: in the snow yeah
0: yeah i don't know anybody else who's ever done that
1: i love it i love snow. <laughs>
0: But when you when you told me when I asked you about that you were like it's cuz I kind of grew up in Maine. So tell us about growing yeah. up in Maine.
1: Oh, um uh I lived in this little town called Old Town Maine and it was like this idyllic little uh Childhood we I went to this little elementary school called um, Herbert gray and there were like two classes per grade level and we played outside in the woods and got disgusting and dirty and um, Sometimes I would get so far in the woods with my friends that I would like get nervous about it because we would just Go play all day. We would climb so high up in pine trees that the tops would like bend over. And goodness gracious, it was amazing. Yeah, it was great, and I love the snow.
0: Yeah, did you? How much snow did y'all have through the years up there? I mean, through the year up there, was it just always?
1: No, I mean it, it probably snow we probably needed like our winter jackets with our Halloween costumes. That's oh, like a yeah. cute look. Gotcha. And then we usually got one more big snowstorm in March just to, you know, ruin March a little. And then and then like the rest of the year was really beautiful. Summer in Maine's beautiful. Yeah. And I grew up going to Acadia National Park. When we went to the beach, we would go to Sand Beach in Acadia National Park and I had no idea that everywhere on the earth wasn't as beautiful as where i was growing up yeah so
0: so so maine is a real place
1: it's yeah Yeah, because it's
0: it's so far up
1: seems mythical yeah it does yeah majestic. a couple of those states
0: up there you wonder if they're real that's
1: fake yeah no i'm here to tell you maine is real
0: (laughs) are you a lobster person oh yeah have you had bite of maine
1: you know, I have not. I don't want it to ruin anything for me. I have heard that it's delicious, but I'm a skeptic. It
0: is good, but you're going to pay for it. I mean, <gasps> yeah, like each roll is 18 bucks. No, it's not. I'm okay, not that lying. Just me. the meat and the... But the good thing about it is you don't have to crack any shells. It's just all cracked for See, you. So but it's you, worth the money. You know
1: what I've heard they've had that's more main than the lobster rolls? is the, the whoopie pies oh, oh gotcha! Yeah. i
0: thought you were gonna say the red hot dogs
1: oh no and if they don't have moxie then
0: so whoopie pies are more main than the lobster
1: oh yeah i think so really yeah i gotta get one that's like a staple Whoopi they pies come are... they
0: come here in portsmouth every other weekend i think yeah until uh, it's spring yeah but you go Whoopi you gotta go with some and cash
1: moxie soda
0: Moxie Soda. Yeah, I don't even know. It like put hair
1: on your chest. That's what you need to live in Maine. Hairy
0: chest. That's crazy. (laughs) So, what was the snow vacation like?
1: I actually, it was great because um, my husband's never been up north. um, And on Friday, there was this huge blizzard that was like unreal they don't get snow like that so the first experience my husband had of the snow was just this like absolute white out conditions they even canceled school there's like 30 mile an hour winds but we absolutely were playing outside you better believe it yeah so i oh
0: i do believe it i saw it i was like dang this is what we try to avoid down here she went flew up to it
1: going for it
0: (laughs) that's funny so yeah you so you probably get entertained when we freak out about uh, like schools closed. Yeah.
1: For, Actually, I was walking around like, this is fake news on yeah. Thursday. I'm like, this is not going to happen. And for the record, I would just like to state that I was
0: correct. You I were.
1: I was right. And Virginia Beach <laughs> is
0: the only school system that took a discerning approach yes, to Yes.
1: And did so, not close. Good job, yeah. baby schools. <laughs> yes.
0: That's funny. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about your husband and kids a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I. I through plumbing, yes. I thought I had met your husband, but it, the chances are I yeah. might not have met him because he's got a freaking twin brother. And it could have brother. been his twin it, brother.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, okay, this is a ridiculous story, but when we were first dating, my husband and I, we, like, we're walking around the Pembroke Mall and... I guess that was very date I don't yeah. know. And we run into this person that I, I had known Tommy for a while, but I, I was like, okay, well, I don't know them. And so Tommy has this chat with this guy in the mall, and he's sort of like standing in front of me just a little bit, and he doesn't introduce me. And they have this super long conversation. And it's all kinds of stuff that I know is not true. Like, <laughs> he did not live in the Virgin Islands. And, there, like, there were jo- just none of that's true. I'm like, well... Either this dude is a pathological liar or I don't actually know anything about him. And so the, the guy leaves and we're walking through the mall and I was like, hey, that was some weird stuff you were talking about. And he goes, yeah, he thought I was Danny. I just didn't feel like telling him. So he had like a 20 minute conversation with somebody and never like.
0: He didn't even skip a beat.
1: Yeah, you could have been like, sorry, dude. It's not, <laughs>
0: Oh this isn't to
1: me so instead so there you go if you ever think you see my husband
0: yeah maybe it's not yeah you and if you know. talk to him it could be his yeah. twin brother just he
1: will, Yes, he's a brilliant actor
0: <laughs> and then you got a bunch of kids i do three and I, they're very different from each other they right?
1: really yes yeah actually okay so you know i'm obsessed with harry potter already mm-hmm. we had we've just to establish that but it my three kids you know you get sorted into your houses mm-hmm. they each are like in a different Hogwarts house and it's super like yes it's funny it's so them and they're all so different and I think that's fun um, every time they act crazy my husband goes that's you so yeah. <laughs> like, that unites them yeah. but yeah they're it's fun it's a blast I have seven younger sisters And so, yeah. Any brothers? No. No. Seven younger sisters. And so when um, I was having boys, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. But you know what? I do know what to do. I'm a pretty great boy mom. Yeah. You just have to think fart jokes are awesome Mm -hmm. and be willing to just act slightly crazier than them. And I'm brilliant at that.
0: Yeah. yeah i was in a house of guys so piper my daughter she was like a curveball for me when yes listen i, feel I, that. I wanted a boy because i knew i knew boys and yeah when she was getting the ultrasound and we found out that piper was going to be a girl i went i literally dropped my head and went oh man <laughs> i said oh man right in front of the nurse and i realized how that would be perceived so i went Oh man, I'm so excited. I try to like switch <laughs> yeah. it up so I didn't good look bad. Recovery. Yeah. yeah, that was a good I one. think it was still obvious. <laughs> but, I would I would imagine. But I think maybe uh the earlier years with a girl are easier like with diapers and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um
0: but like now it's getting harder. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that boys are necessarily easier as they get older. They're different, but I have a 15-year-old who is amazing, and sometimes he makes me crazy, but he really is a good kid, and he loves his mama. And mm-hmm. and so when I drive by the bus stop, when he's out there with all his friends, I roll down the window, and I'm like, Bye, your mommy loves <laughs> oh, you.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's funny. I'm
1: so mean. But no, like, having boys has been just fantastic. I, I grew up a dirty outside kid, right? Yeah. Like sticks in my hair and I just, and I still want to be that dirty outside kid playing outside. Yeah. And so my boys just come along with me. Yeah. So. I think
0: you're um, a perfect boy mom because Thank you. you're adventurous. Yeah. And uh, boys like to press the adventure. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: When they were five, I think my youngest was five years old and I took him on his first multi-day backpacking trip. Mm -hmm. By myself, so me and my three boys marching through the woods. It was
0: it's perfect. I mean, that sounds. I I probably (laughs) wouldn't be a good boy dad. I'm not I'm not adventurous at all. When when I first met Rachel, she had just hurt her wrist, okay, and she was sad that she couldn't go climbing with her busted wrist. But then I saw on Instagram her busting out some one arm freaking pull ups. I was like, what the? (laughs) I was like, what in the world? This this person's different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: I was like, goodness gracious, she don't even care that her wrist is busted. Mm. So, but, and one thing I gathered about you is that you're, you were a PE teacher.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, I was a PE teacher too. We were probably very different though. Do you think so? I know so. Because I... I think it's safe to assume that you are actually concerned about other people's fitness.
1: Um, yes, yeah. I am that. <laughs> well, I just did it
0: because I needed a job.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, no,
0: I would. I was the kind of person who would eat. A, a pop tart, a pack of pop tarts, <laughs> and Mountain Dew while well, I was like, do push-ups, kids. Like, yeah, no,
1: I like. Well, and I, I kind of go hard at everything I yeah. do. Like if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it at a hundred. Actually, that's like a quote from my that I say about myself. My husband says it about me. It's everything at 100 mm. so if i'm gonna be a pe teacher i'm doing it at a hundred <laughs> but i think the thing for me about pe that i loved even more than the fitness aspect is that pe teaches you things that you don't really get to learn anywhere else yeah. like how to be part of a team how to wait your turn how to encourage other people through their failures how to really be a community with your friends in sport and yeah. so being an elementary school PE teacher meant that I got to like get these little tiny fresh baby humans and sort of teach them all those great things that we learn through sport um and it, I just I loved that I how loved long that did about you do it for? Oh, I think it was three years
0: Three years? Yeah. I can tell you probably a phenomenal PE teacher.
1: I would like to think that.
0: I tried my best at the beginning of the year, every year, but... um after christmas break i really kind of let go yeah well like I didn't after want to christmas work. break
1: is hard anyway yeah because after christmas break you don't get in like the kids don't get another break until mm-hmm. spring break and then they act like a bunch of whack jobs like for mm-hmm. those couple of weeks so but i was always i don't want to do anything unless it's fun and yeah. even if it's the crappy stuff i'm gonna make it fun so i would come up with like these super fun games and it was always we just had a blast all Mm -hmm. the time
0: yeah I was I was I wasn't good at teaching sports skills or anything but I am really good at organizing big group games so good that in college when I come from, from summer yeah Virginia Beach Parks and Recs hired me to be a traveling game specialist. Nice. And I would go around to all these out I would go around to all these summer programs and play the littest games, dude.
1: <gasps> okay. I just found my next career, I think, in that. <laughs> Do I need one more job? Yes. Game specialist. Yes. Yes. I kind of, yeah. I feel like my life is a game specialist, mm-hmm. right? I just live that way. Yeah.
0: So you were a PE teacher, but most people listening to this will know, or have put it together from my captions, mm-hmm. that you are now a massage therapist. Yeah. So l- tell us a b- little bit about that transition. Is that something you? Is that a goal you ultimately had, or was it something you decided while you were doing PE? Do- well, doing a teacher. Or a- you know,
1: it's interesting. So actually, <laughs> I have been for oh gosh, price. I think it's thir- I'm at 13 years, maybe 14 years. I've been a personal trainer and um, a group exercise instructor. So even though I was teaching PE, ultimately I was um, teaching fitness classes and personal training, and um, it, like that was kind of where I functioned. That really is where my heart is. Yeah. And so I, you know, would have, in fact, I had all these groups of, like, moms who had never run before. So we used to call it, like, running club. And then there would be all these moms who had never run before. And we would, like, literally take them from not being a runner to being these great runners. Years yeah. years later, a woman messaged me and was like, hey, remember all those miles you used to run next to me? And I would be like, I don't think I'm breathing. And I would lean toward her and be like, yeah, you're definitely breathing. You're doing great. You're breathing. And she's like, I don't think I'm breathing. I'm like, okay, we're breathing. She's an ultra marathon runner now and i spent lots of miles running next you're like yeah you're i can hear you you're breathing I don't think yeah I'm breathing. <laughs> you you are i know it so i had had all of that experience and i enjoyed that so much but i knew there was sort of a piece that was missing and i had a good friend of mine named jim browning and he was doing something called active release technique uh, it's a it's a facet of massage. Um, it's something I use the technique in my massage practice, but I had this idea that I was like, I am feel like that's the next step. I know how to sort of strengthen people and encourage them in fitness and cardiovascularly moving forward. But there was this like injury piece or recovery piece that I wanted more information about. Um, even for my own information, I was a runner who would just kind of go really hard and then blast myself up and I wanted, I wanted more details. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to school at night. So I was, teaching fitness classes at 6 o'clock in the morning. I was going to PE, um, being a PE teacher all day. Mm-hmm. And then at night, I would chug 14 cups of coffee. And then I was in night school. Um, oh, and I had three kids. And I trained for a marathon. Boom. I almost <laughs> died that year. <laughs> <laughs> um funny. but But it, it really, I found something that I was really passionate about. And something I'm really good at. I don't mm-hmm. not to toot my own horn or yeah, anything. But it's all you good.
0: Know, um
1: and and so from there I I just sort of filled in the gaps in what I knew and, and how I could help people and how I could come beside them in sport and in life and, you know, help everybody sort of move forward. And it's been such a great opportunity to, to really connect with people and to you know use yeah. use my literally use my hands um, to, to help people yeah so I've really loved it
0: how long have you been doing massage
1: uh, for let me think so I started at Fuller four years ago okay yeah and nice. then I started at direct performance Three. I've been there a little bit more than three. Actually, it's like almost March. So yeah, let's yeah, talk about three.
0: let's talk about going to direct performance. How that worked out?
1: Okay. So my road to direct performance was paved with a really prolonged running injury.
0: Oh okay.
1: I ran this like straight up wacka and cheese marathon. It's the only <laughs> marathon I have run. Um, It was like wildly out of control. I was running and I did this 16 mile run and it was super great. And I went like sub eight minute pace and I like felt magic. And then I think we had like either six or eight weeks until the Shamrock marathon. And so my coach looks at me and he goes, you know, like you just did 16, do a throw in a couple twenties, you know, scoochy up your midweek long run and you're a marathon running girl. And I was like, tally-ho because I make crazy choices and so we like did a couple 20s and I you know I did what my coach said and then I towed the line at this marathon and then I acted like a complete wacko like in the marathon Um, though to be fair sometimes my pre-race talk with my coach is like do not cheer for other runners while you're racing Do not pinch anyone's butts. Do not do any cartwheels, which I don't listen to that for the record. Mm. So PR cartwheel, 14 in a race. Thank you very much. Um, So I just get like super weird in this marathon. I like went to the bathroom. I like took my shoes off 14 times. I like it was I sat down I thought that I didn't qualify for Boston so I sat down on the side of the curb and I was like well fine it doesn't even matter now and I like was super weird and then I end up crossing the finish line and I had in fact qualified for Boston and so I start to do this like really ugly cry you know like that really good one where it looks like you're vomiting a little bit and then my youngest sister who's a pistol was stand- just having to be standing at the finish line like gonna cheer her big sister in and as I start to do the vomit cry I like just catch her eye and she looks at me and she goes So, So I stopped that. But as I crossed the finish line, I was like, Yeah, I retire from this garbage. I'm never doing a marathon again. But the joke was on me because I afterward, had this really big lower leg injury that I just couldn't get on the other side of. I went to like DO's and every sports med doctor I could find, I was in and out of a boot. It was just such a nightmare. And finally, this doctor friend of mine was like, damn it, Rachel, you just call direct performance. So I yeah. was like, all right, fine. And by that point, I I had been injured for almost an entire year. And so.
0: That train. Is I know there kidding. is a train. If you could hear train. it. It's the Ooh. Hogwarts Express. Hey, yeah. This is what? Portsmouth. This is my Portsmouth studio. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: um,
0: it's not even close to here. It's like it's like eight blocks that, that way. That
1: train has some range. Uh, I'm right. impressed.
0: So let's get so, back to it. Somebody <laughs> finally told you to call. Somebody finally
1: told me to call Direct <laughs> Performance. And so I go in and I. Everybody, you know, I been sort of like it's your hip it's your hip it's your hip and then I go in and then I met Jake for the first time and he was like oh you don't have enough dorsiflexion in your ankle if we fix that then you know all your run-ins on your blah blah, blah. It, was, it was fantastic immediately figured out what the problem was we did some dry needling and even at that first visit I was like oh my gosh I actually feel a little better for the first time ever and I was like, wow, I feel so much better. And then Jake was like, yeah, like, I think we'll have you back running in five weeks. And so I was like, wow, I was just beginning to trust this guy because it's been a whole year. And then we're going to fix it in five weeks. And heck if we didn't fix it in five weeks. I was running again. And it, I, I actually, you know, saw all three. of It was um, Stephen, Jake, and Brian at the time I got to see every one of them. Like, they were just great i mean they're fantastic physical therapists they're brilliant i and so um a couple months later jake actually called me and he's like um hi we need a massage therapist do you want to work here and i was like oh my god yes I do. and then it, the rest is history it was yeah. fantastic and it's such a great partnership and it's such a great place to work if you guys look at direct performance and you think wow that looks like the best place on earth to work you are correct (laughs) that is correct
0: Mm. that sound it literally sounds like my first experience at direct performance the exact like description yeah ankles were not flexing right dorsiflexion or whatever was bad then dry needling though
1: You don't love it.
0: Listen. Okay. I do love the miracles that it works. I do not love the pain. You can ask Brian Marr, who has to listen to (laughs) me. Do you act unreasonably? The the last time I got dry needle, it was right near my crotch. (laughs) And all I did was cuss and apologize to Brian. I was like, Brian, man, I'm sorry. I'm so weak, man. I'm sorry that you had to hear all this. (laughs) He was like, it's all right. He just constantly said, it's all right, man. I understand. I understand. You,
1: you don't like it when like, your flight, fight Heck or no. flight response starts and your hands get sweaty. No, I don't
0: have a fight or flight That's response. I only have flight. I
1: only have flight. <laughs> <laughs> I leave. I'm about to leave.
0: <laughs> Look, I knew it was coming, though, and I know it's going to come again this Tuesday. But, but I just feel like, you know, when Jesus... Went up into the sky. He dropped some dry needles and said, "Here's how y'all are gonna get healed." Yeah. now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that's how it that's how it works because you go, it hurts, it's uncomfortable, it twitches you. You can feel them stick it in, take it out, and stuff. But <laughs> like just the miracle that it works because I had the exact. Did they dry needle your calves that? For, yeah. Like, yeah, the calves, man. That
1: is yeah. Yeah. The so. The calves aren't amazing.
0: Yeah. So, but. Uh, neither is getting your groin dry needled. That's I can imagine. No, I, that's,
1: not, yeah. uh, I consider myself a little bit of a human pit and cushion at this point because I'm, I work there, so if, yeah. if my neck hurts, we dry, it's nice. Yeah. But I've, we've avoided the groin, yeah, so... Dry,
0: <laughs> but less, this is props to dry needling. It, it does work miracles, but it do, it's not always pleasant. Apparently, to some people, it is, though.
1: Some people are sickos, <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it is.
0: It's it's. I don't even understand how amazing the things it does is, but I'll let him do it to me all day long if it heals me up quick.
1: And Brian's pretty fun. That, that's a consolation prize. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, He's very gracious to me because I let him have it. Like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, or are you really gonna do that to me? <laughs> like stuff I like just... that. It's bad. So let's talk about massage therapy. All right. Let's talk about you and massage therapy because people don't get people don't say I'm gonna go get like a massage from Rachel. They don't. They do. literally say I'm gonna get kite. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is her Instagram handle. Yes, it it, it's get apparently, kite. Apparently, it's such an experience that you can't even call it massage therapy. Listen, I had somebody tell me a personal story about oh you gosh. yesterday. <laughs> I don't know if you know, you Dean, Dean Stover. You're about uh, to see him this week. Apparently. Yes, I am. Dean Stover told me he ha- was having problems five days before a marathon with mm. his plantar fasciitis. Yeah. And he said he laid down on your table and you grabbed his plantar fascia or whatever the heck <laughs> it's called. And you moved it into the proper place or something. He said he I, wanted I don't
1: to, know if that <laughs> sounds correct. I, I don't but. know.
0: He said he wanted to punch you in the face,
1: Oh yeah, but he also said that he, said that he
0: walked right. out without pain and then ran a personal best in his marathon five days later. See,
1: that's what I love. I, okay, <laughs> I would like to state for the record, I don't know that I moved his plantar fascia into the right place. We, you know what, but placebo works too, yeah. so that's fine. We'll did call you, it whatever we want. she move
0: my plantar fascia? She man. like
1: did it. But I will, I frequently call myself superhero support that's like sidekick right everybody's mm-hmm. get kiped superhero support and it part of my favorite part of my job is really when people come in and they're like I've been training so hard and I've got this thing that's gonna stop me if we don't figure it out and so to hear stories like that where you know we were we were nervous that he wasn't gonna be able to toe the line and then five days later he like runs a PR mm-hmm. I thought that's fantastic. That's yeah. why I do this, and it's great to, uh, it's great to be trusted that much. to mm-hmm. To know that you know, Dinos knows. Like he can call me and come in before a marathon, and we can do some great work, and and get him to where you know, to achieving his goals. Mm-hmm. So I think that is definitely my favorite part yeah. of.
0: But what you do seems different than, like a. I don't know how else to say it. But like a relaxing massage.
1: Oh yeah, we don't relax in there very much. I like turn on music to drown out their screaming. <laughs> That's,
0: oh, I wish that, was <laughs> that I wish that was a lie.
1: No, I um. So I think I would refer to what I do. Um, it's definitely not a relaxing massage. I call it like neuromuscular therapy. We mm-hmm. do myofascial release and trigger point therapy. I do cupping and I do some I stem, like some instrument assisted stuff. And it's really um, figuring out like what what's happening and what does their body need and what's gonna make the the greatest change um, to positively affect whatever they have going on. Mm-hmm. I think. The benefit is that I I have been a personal trainer for so long, um, and that I am an athlete myself, mm-hmm. so I have a good grasp on how your body moves and where you know what what's happening. Plus, in so many ways, you can like feel what's happening um, when there's mobility restriction, and you know what do we need to do to restore that. Um, pain inhibits function and so if people you know have um, tight Muscles or there's area of their tissue that's tight or not getting the blood flow it needs um, then Function is going to be diminished mm-hmm. and so by making some good changes increasing blood flow Getting you know, they're them moving we incorporate stretching and it, it just helps them to perform better, it helps you recover faster, uh, gives you like an ability to focus. Sometimes we find, runners will come in, especially the runners who come in really frequently. Some people come in once a month or twice a month, Mm -hmm. so we can get some good check-ins, especially as they get closer to their race day or whatever their goal is. um, Then we have an opportunity to sort of check in. So if last month, you know your hips weren't so tight you know it gives you a chance to like wow your hips are your hips are pretty grumpy with yeah. like you then yeah. we have a chance to be like hey we that's probably somewhere that we need to focus a little like you need to focus a little bit more do a little bit more you know myofascial release on your own do a little bit more mobility and pay attention before that gets out of control
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so it really gives them puts the ball in their court a little bit when they have those frequent check ins too. Yeah. So.
0: so, I know this is probably an easy question, but can every athlete benefit from coming to visit you?
1: Oh, for sure. I think so. I, yeah, absolutely. Even it's it's interesting to me because there are some really fantastic runners in the area who like almost never have an injury. Yeah. Ever. Those are still the people I see. Yeah. In fact, there are people who are consistent about it. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I think every runner would benefit from this. It's not just, you don't have to be uh, an elite athlete. You don't have to be top 10 in a race to take good care of yourself and to have goals. And mm-hmm. so, if you want to recover faster and perform better, and, you know, that, yeah, massage therapy would be. Yeah. Great.
0: But you don't go to you to get relaxed. No, you don't You go do to that. get kites. Yeah,
1: you get kites <laughs> around here. Yeah, don't. I, yeah, I. this woman called one time and she was like, hey, I'm just calling to check and see if you do hot stone massage and that sounds delicious. But I do not do that. So I actually gave her a phone number of a couple people. I was like, oh, you sweet thing. You have called the wrong human. (laughs) But I'm going to help you find the right human. And so.
0: Before we end this portion of our talk.
1: Okay. I
0: do want to ask about something that I'm always curious about. You always see all these athletes, even like at the All-Star Game, I think, uh, the NBA All-Star Game. I can't re- remember who it was that had it, but you see the circle bruises all oh, over their yeah. bodies. And I know it's from from cupping. Can you tell us about cupping? I'm really curious about
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I actually love it. It, it. it helps to like quickly increase blood flow yeah. um, to... An area like you know, Mm -hmm. wherever, right? It's it like quickly brings in blood flow, it softens the tissue really well. It's actually the nicest thing that I do to anybody. So, while it looks like that was the intense part of the massage, it's actually kind of like it's the kindest thing that I do. Um, but it just gives me an opportunity to sort of speed blood flow into an area, especially if what we're working on is really a little bit deeper than all those superficial layers of muscle. It helps me speed through and get some good. Movement, blood flow going, and then I can sort of get in deeper. Yeah. And some people for whom their problem is a myofascial restriction, but cupping is totally appropriate and and will help you know move that issue forward benefit them.
0: So. Yeah. So I figured. I and figured it, it was...
1: looks like super badass, right? <laughs> I have this one runner who goes, okay, but you have to cup me because I run faster when I have cupping marks because I feel like I have to. <laughs> you know what girl what yes whatever yeah. you need
0: It's funny I figured it had something to do with blood flow what is it you put a cup on and then put heat in there and it draws uh,
1: no I uh can you imagine me messing around with fire near someone's body oh my gosh the,
0: the music that you put on is heavy metal <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> and I spit fire in my room get kites um that's funny. no it's it's like these little suction cups and so you sort of like squeeze them and then S- it just sort of like sucks so it's kind
0: of vacuumy. yeah it's, it's vacuumy. Like vac- yeah it, it's yeah it's sucky sucky Ooh, sucky,
1: Ooh, sucky. <laughs> has anybody ever said very that very sucky me? <laughs> <laughs> no but
0: <laughs> that's funny Ooh,
1: sucky this, this is very sucky <laughs> shout out to
0: little pharaoh yeah yeah so anyways i saw that uh it was really funny. You were using this giant
1: cup. I don't,
0: do you use that at work?
1: No I, no, I don't. The giant breast pump. No, I don't. No, I'm actually uh, taking a course on machine cupping uh, oh, okay, this so. summer. So I, I will use that big sucky breast pump looking cup <laughs>
0: There's our truck, Yeah, that's the 4Runner's Podcast truck that starts every 4Runner's Podcast interview. (laughs) We're going to take a break. Okay. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed part one of our interview with Rachel Kite. On next week's episode, Rachel will share about the strength and conditioning class she teaches at Direct Performance, her love of climbing and riding. But most importantly, she'll share more of her running journey with us. We may also include a little bit of Harry Potter trivia. So we'll see you guys next week. This is Danny signing off, Godspeed.